Welcome to State Bar of Michigan's On Balance Podcast, where we talk about practice management and lawyer wellness for a thriving law practice with your hosts, Joanne Hathaway and Tish Vincent, here on Legal Talk Network. Take it away, ladies. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the State Bar of Michigan's On Balance Podcast on Legal Talk Network. I'm Tish Vincent. And I'm Joanne Hathaway. We're very pleased to have Dennis Barnes, president of the State Bar of Michigan, join us today as our podcast guest to talk about practicing law in the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Dennis, would you share some information about yourself with our listeners? Sure. Uh, Greetings from the communication center slash kitchen table of the Barnes Bunker. I'm Dennis Barnes. I'm a member of Barisad Dun & Drake here in Detroit. I for the past 33 or so years, I've been at Barisat. I practice business counseling and business litigation. And in recent years, that's been mixed with a lot of alternative dispute resolution work. I'm also a husband and a father of four wonderful children. They're all adults now. And I like to stay active in the community and my church and a host of other organizations, including bar organizations. I'm a past president of the Federal Bar Association's Eastern District of Michigan chapter, and as you mentioned, currently president of the State Bar of Michigan. Thank you, Dennis. Could you share with our listeners how the COVID-19 pandemic has changed life for you as an attorney? <laughs> I suppose like everyone else, or for or most of us, I'm working from home, so I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I was already equipped with a VPN and internet and phones and and have been fully functional from home for quite a while. In fact, when I really want to get something done, I'll work from home. You don't have the, the distractions that sometimes the office has. Uh, so in the, in the before coronavirus era, I thought it was a very productive and even relaxing way to work. But now it's not quite the same. We've got four people working in the house, one student and three working. And each of us is kind of cordoned off into our little corners of the house and we're, we'll work by day and have some fun by night. So it's, it's all been working out well. And I, I think like most lawyers, we're all adapting. How has the role of president of the State Bar of Michigan been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? Boy, that I think has been uh, impacted a lot more than even the practice of law. As as you might imagine, I had a calendar full of engagements, uh, bar association meetings, speaking engagements, events of all kinds, and they were all canceled within a matter of a few short days. I, I don't think I'd be in this position if I wasn't somewhat of a social animal. So for me, that aspect of the job I, I thought would, was fun. That's probably the part that I'll miss the most, and I look forward to getting back to it when the when the world normalizes. But for now, I'm getting out and meeting lawyers all across the state remotely. <laughs> as as all the events dropped off my calendar, it was interesting. I told my partners that I'd likely have a lot more time on my hands and a, a, a greater capacity for the workload of the firm and uh, how wrong I was. You know, so far that hasn't turned out to be the case at all with all of the hurly-burly of COVID response, COVID planning, you know, for the lawyers, for courts, for the public, uh, dealing with state bar staff. So all of the, uh, it's been a crazy few weeks, um, but it's been uh, very engaging. 
Uh, these are interesting times, and they've presented very interesting challenges. And that part of it has been a lot of fun, with the pace being just one notch below what I would describe as frenetic. It's been fun. My, my wife, I might add, starting to get jealous of uh, Janet Welch. I think I've been on, I've had more time talking to Janet than my wife over the last few weeks. And for those of you who don't know, Janet is the executive director of the State Bar of Michigan, a wonderful and talented and lovely lady who my wife really is not jealous of. She <laughs> loves her. How You mentioned the State Bar. Can you share how you've seen the operations of the State Bar be impacted by this pandemic? Well, in in terms of its operations, you know, the, the state bar is shifted into remote mode, just like the rest of us. One really interesting facet to that is that over the last few years, and the last year in particular, we've had a, um, a review of our entire governance structure at the state bar. It's been, I think, 30 plus years since we've last done that. And you know, in the last decade, in the last few years in particular, we've been shifting to, you know, a lot of the newer technologies, online resources, e-blasts, and reevaluating everything. But in the last year in particular, we're looking at governance and, you know, whether, what functions of the state bar can we do remotely? What, you know, functions do we not have to pay for travel expenses and have in-person meetings? And what facets do we really want the interaction of in-person meetings for? This is one small aspect of the whole governance project. What we've seen is a complete acceleration of the pace of the change and the transition. All those things that we've been blackboarding are in the last three weeks just common everyday things. Uh, online Zoom conferences, rapid use of email blasts and daily updates uh, with all of the information that lawyers need these days. We're, we've done an online board of commissioners meeting already. We've got one scheduled for a week from Friday. The next uh, representative assembly meeting will be uh, a Zoom conference as well. It's been really, it's like a lab uh, to test all of the things that we've been talking about in theory for the last week. So when we when we turned our attention very soon to, to wrapping up the work of the governance committee, I think we'll have uh, firsthand knowledge rather than theoretical knowledge uh, of, of what we hope to accomplish, what we can accomplish, and what we ought to accomplish. Let me add one more thing. I'd like to, to give a shout out to the State Bar staff, including Joanne and Tish. Uh, you are all working from home. Everybody's working remotely. And it's just a, a, a credit to the flexibility, the creativity, the industry of State Bar staff to see uh, through all of the disruption and everybody working remotely, I, I have noticed no drop whatsoever in the quality, timeliness, usefulness of the content that's been generated from State Bar staff. In fact, I think it's been enhanced and, and increased in so many ways. Um, the, the staff are doing an amazing job, and all of the lawyers you know, that contribute to what the State Bar does are, are doing the same thing. I'm amazed that with among all the disruption, the productivity has not suffered a bit as far as I can tell. 
the, the flow of information coming out of the state bar, coming into and out of the state bar right now is more robust than ever and more needed than ever. It's really remarkable and really, really inspirational. Thank you, Dennis. Beyond the way the state bar has been doing business, have there been any changes to the substance of what the bar does? Well, I, I don't think the role of the state bar has changed at all. I mean, we're focused on serving the public by you know, promoting the professionalism of lawyers, promoting improvements in the administration of justice and advancements in jurisprudence, you know, advocating for an open, fair and accessible justice system, providing services to members that uh, help them best serve their clients. And that's all, you know, our, our, what we do according to the Supreme Court rules concerning the State Bar of Michigan and our strategic plan. Those things haven't changed, but the ways and means of fulfilling that mission in this COVID environment have been changing every day on top of keeping the trains running on time as to all of the many operations and initiatives. Um, we've really been retooling and refocusing in so many ways in the last three or four weeks to address all the challenges of the, you know, this new COVID pandemic environment. You know, we've been focused on two big questions. You know, what do members need most in this pandemic environment? And what, what does the public need most? And once we identify those, we, you know, we, we jump in and see what we can do to help and address and overcome some of these challenges. So let's talk a bit about lawyers. What do they need? Well, what, what they need is reliable information, which is pretty hard to come by in, a pretty, in this turbulence, practical workarounds for carrying on in a quarantined environment, just reassurance that the workarounds that we've been adopting have been and will be acceptable to courts and to the public and to others. You know, some community and comfort. I mean, lawyers are used to working with each other every day, and, and we have to find those in different places. Um, lawyers are, are, are problem solvers, but we still like to solve problems in a familiar world with familiar tools and suddenly we're not in that world. So the bar can you know, help us all feel a little less uncomfortable with what and how we're doing it. So as I mentioned earlier, the, the communications um, facet has been integral to that. Um, you know, we're, we're keeping a round-the-clock watch on developments in the primary sources and making them quickly and easily available to lawyers. The sources like the executive order and administrative orders out of the Supreme Court of Michigan and each of the individual trial courts across the state. We've been working very hard to bring emerging problems to the attention of the decision makers in the judicial and executive branches and, and other areas. We'll advocate to the judicial and executive branches on solutions and uh, you know try to help lawyers practice. So I, I think... Uh, if you go to the State Bar website, I've always been somewhat daunted because there is so much information available on the website. And over the years, it's been made more easy to, to navigate. But if you look at it now, right on the front page, on the home page, there is a, uh, you know, like a pandemic central. It's like one-stop shopping for all the information that we're aware of that a lawyer might need from 
you know, like I say, the primary documents, the administrative orders, ethical guidance for lawyers, frequently asked questions with all kinds of helpful information from, you know, specific guidance for practice areas, guidance on working from home, you know, little things like video conferencing 101. <laughs> this is all new to many of us uh, and security tips. And and on top of that, and more probably more importantly, pro bono opportunities. I want to talk about pro bono more in a minute. And right now we've been talking about what lawyers need at this time. What do you see their needs are in the future? Well, that's a that's a great question because uh, and it's the other facet of what you know the state bar is engaged in now as much as anything behind the scenes, but it's going to come to the fore very soon. Lawyers are going to need help managing what comes next. So the bar, you know, at the bar, at the Board of Commissioners, and the RA, and certainly internally, we're, we're trying to think over the horizon. What happens when the quarantine ends? We're going to have, we're going to have to work together with the courts to figure out how to manage a serious backlog of cases that's building up day by day. We're going to have to work through with the community how to deal with a damaged economy. It's going to increase legal needs and decrease capacity for those paying for those needs. You know, the bar is going to be at the center of figuring out how to move forward in that environment. And I invite, you know, all your listeners to think about that and to send me feedback, send it to Janet Welch. Uh, there's there's all kinds of ways to uh provide feedback, but um, I, I want to know, I want to hear, because we're, we're thinking seriously about that every day. How about the public? How has the bar been addressing the public need? Well, in so many ways, addressing the lawyer's needs addresses the public's needs. The, what, what the public needs, as much as anything, is a continuity and access to legal services as much as possible during the crisis. And for the law to work in this strange environment, you know, I, I think we're seeing sections step to the forefront to provide expertise uh, to deal with some of the more urgent problems of the quarantine. For example, uh, the, the governor came out last week with uh, an executive order removing barriers to remote transactions and real est and estate planning. <laughs> what that means is we've got a problem of how to validate critical legal documents in a quarantine environment. How do we do? A notary is typically got to be present. So how do we remote notarize and remote witness documents? Well, the probate and estate planning section and the elder law and disability rights sections were just incredible uh, stepping to the forefront, proactively raising this critical issue, uh, using their subject matter expertise and their insights and offering a solution. And they worked tirelessly, spending a lot of time with the governor's staff, identifying those needs, identifying a, a workable solution, all on very short notice, all for a very significant public good, and it seems to be working. And if it needs to be tweaked, I, and those same people are going to be there providing the uh, the feedback. Beyond that, the, the bar is, as, as a whole has stepped up to address providing access to legal services in, in so many ways. It's just really encouraging to, to see. A good example, last week, the State Bar launched an, an initiative in response to the crisis to provide pro bono services to first responders, so, you know, people in the hospital, people out there on the front lines taking care of our health. They, they as much as anybody, need estate planning documents, wills, 
powers of attorney, things like that. We established a first responders helpline to uh, to get pro bono legal services to first responders uh, on an expedited basis. So, you know, and we're publishing that information to the court. We've got a whole cast of volunteers who have already volunteered and they're ready and in action. You know, there's another similar initiative is the first responders uh, rapid response helpline, not not the first responders, it's the, the COVID-19 rapid response helpline. It's it's really a, a referral service, part of our, it, it, much like our normal lawyer referral service, only without the fees that would normally be associated with it. But we've mobilized a group of volunteers, of uh, lawyers, to quickly connect with members of the general public who have legal needs related to the crisis. In other words, there are some target areas of practice that are acute these days, estate and disability planning, guardianship, custody and parenting time issues, you know, labor and employment issues, unemployment, garnishment, defense, consumer matters. Those needs don't stop during this pandemic. And in many ways, they're even more acute. And there's a, a, an acute need to put lawyers in touch with those that need the services. So this COVID-19 rapid response helpline has is, is got lawyers ready and willing to contact a referred caller within four hours of receiving an email or a phone call or by 10 a.m. the next morning if it's late afternoon or evening call. Like I say, across the state, lawyers have been rising to the pro bono challenge. Uh, the state bar has really been putting initiatives in place to, to allow and, and facilitate those efforts. And I'm very proud to say that we've really seen an uptick in pro bono service. With all this disruption, you know, the needs are certainly there and uh, lawyers are answering the call. And if there's anybody listening that's just now thinking of it or, or finds themselves with time or I tell you how to help, you know, there's an, there's an application to volunteer for pro bono legal services right on the State Bar's website. The State Bar staff will provide a list of ways that you can help. They'll align your skill set with the needs in your area. You can search by county for by, um, you know, there's ways to find opportunities or, or contact Rob Mathis at, uh, at the State Bar, our Mathis at mishbar.org. Plenty of ways and opportunities to, to help. One more thing, I would be remiss to say, we're all worried about our economic futures, but the Access to Justice campaign is a, a, a really a, important, vital part of finding opportunities to help people with real legal needs in, uh, in the state of Michigan. Let's not forget about the Access to Justice campaign. It's administered by the Michigan State Bar Foundation in partnership with the State Bar. And the, the goal, of course, is to increase resources for uh, regional, statewide, civil legal aid programs in Michigan. If you can, go online or send them a check because the needs are acute. Well, thank you, Dennis. In closing, do you have anything you'd like to say to State Bar of Michigan members? Well, I guess I'd just like to say keep up the good work. We are all so isolated sometimes. Our communications are more limited. I hope we're not getting cut off from each other. I hope we're finding strategies to effectively communicate with each other. Were I not on this podcast, I might be writing a president's column or something, but <laughs> this is easier. 
But you know, the the, the state bar is is pr- probably now more than ever seems to have become a hub of so much lawyer activity. It gives me a perspective of all the good things lawyers are doing for their clients, for the public, for each other out there. So it, it's just a, a really gratifying to see the the patience, the commitment, the clients' perseverance, the creative problem solving that attorneys always seem to show in difficult situations. It's it's going on now. It's really remarkable how quickly so many have been able to adjust to working very effectively from home uh, to the maximum extent possible. In the end, I guess the only other thing I'd like to mention, and this is very important, we maybe I should have mentioned it at the beginning, take care of yourselves to lawyers and anybody else that's listening. Our, our lives have been so disrupted in so many ways that these these changes are difficult and change leads to stress. Uh, the, the disruption itself and just the pace of practice can be stressful and stress seems to creep up on you. So it's important to stop, take some time to self-assess, just to be aware of your circumstances so you'll recognize the stress and the ways that it you know impacts your life and and then deal with it if you recognize it you can deal with it so you know the state bar website's got tips on on lawyer wellness those are things that we really need to keep on the forefront of our minds right now and there's of course a lawyers and judges assistance program with all the details on the on the bar website take care of yourselves we're in the business of taking care of others to do that we need to take care of ourselves Well, it looks like we've come to the end of our show. We'd like to thank our guest today, Dennis Barnes, for a wonderful program. Dennis, if our guests would like to follow up with you, how can they reach you? Oh, they can can contact me by phone. My direct dial that's queued right through to my cell phone these days is 313-596-9329. 313-596-9329 my direct dial. You can call me and or email me at dbarnes, D-B-A-R-N-E-S at bsdd.com. Remotely and virtually available. And I look forward to, to feedback, helpful information. So thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for what you do and keep up the good work. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you for being our guest today and for everything you do as the president of the State Bar of Michigan this year. I'm happy to serve. This has been another edition of the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. I'm Joanne Hathaway. And I'm Tish Vincent. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the State Bar of Michigan On Balance podcast. Brought to you by the State Bar of Michigan and produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS, find the State Bar of Michigan and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download Legal Talk Network's free app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network or the State Bar of Michigan or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. 
None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.